It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Welcome into the CHGO Bears podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Please use code CHGO when you sign up. What's going on, Bears fans? Adam Hogue, Mark Carmen, and Greg Braggs Jr. with you today on this fine Wednesday, and we are very excited. It is fullback day on CHGO Bears as we bring in our guy, Kari, blasting game to the show. What's up, Kari? Thanks for jumping on with us today. Uh, looks nice wherever you are, but uh, we appreciate you I jumping on. I appreciate it. Thanks. You know, thanks for having me, man. I'm, I'm down here in the south. I'm in, uh, I'm in Georgia, man, and the weather's, the weather's pretty nice. So, as y'all know, I'm outside. Got a crying baby inside, so. Uh, how old, how just kind of enjoying the weather. How old's the little one? Six months. Six months. Congrats, Ooh. man. Six months. It's a, it's a fun time. Oh, you're in it. Fully. Yeah, in. it is. It is. We, give you, we give you an A as a, a member of the Chicago Bears, an A being a fullback. Clearly, Ryan Pulse thinks that because you were his first offseason move. What grade do you give yourself six months into this child as far as your parenting skills? <laughs> Very average, very average. Uh, my, you know, my wife has been doing uh, a hell of a job. You know, what I'm saying she's taking the bulk of it, cause you know I had my baby right at well, no, I didn't have it, but my wife had her uh, right in September, and so you know for the whole season she's doing everything, and you know with the move and everything we're, you know, still getting into a rhythm. But you know I say very average. I give myself like a C plus or something, but you know my wife gets a. My wife gets an A, A plus. It's a humility that makes him a great teammate right there. That's why he's beloved in the Bears locker room. Look at that. That's right. Congratulations, <laughs> by the way, I for real. It. Yeah. Kari, I wanted to uh, start by uh, backing you up on something very important I saw on Twitter yesterday um, because I saw you t- you tweet tweet out that uh, a little – I don't want to call it a controversy, but when, when, when people say errands are – our, uh, and maybe our wives do this. I know my wife does that. But she, she says, like, I have to run errands. And she goes to Target and Home Goods and Starbucks. That's not errands. <laughs> I, I have your back on this. He, and then, Car, you, you retweeted and said, these are errands. Costco, the bank, the post office. Maybe there's a little bit of debate on Home Depot. I actually like going to Home Depot. But I'm totally with you on this. You know what? I appreciate you saying that. That makes me feel I, they, they, a lot of people were on my head yesterday. But my whole thing with the errands thing is like errands are supposed to be boring and tedious and you're not supposed to want to do them. Yes. Right. You know, 
Target, I like Target. Target's cool. You know, you go in there, you know, got a nice little smoothie, smell some candles. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's smooth. <laughs> you know, Sephora, Starbucks, those are leisure spots, you know, but you want to, uh, errand is something boring that you just got to knock out. You don't have to knock out those other spots. So that was my whole take on it. I wasn't trying to, you know, get into any controversy or anything like that. <laughs> That you just open up a little bit of a behind-the-scenes look. Do you have a lot of candles in your house? It's, you got a great I'm smell. A huge can- I'm a huge candle guy. I'm a huge candle guy. My sister actually got me a candle for uh, – that's one of the things she got me for Christmas. I'm a huge candle guy. I, I don't know what it is. I just like a nice-smelling candle, man. What's what's the scent? Is it a nice sandalwood? What do you got? Look at you throw it out uh, sandalwood know, out of nowhere. I know there's one – and it's like, I mean, it's nothing expensive. It's, it's like you can get it at Kroger uh, or Mariano's up there, as it's called it, uh, in Chicago. But I think it's called like Clean Linen. And then uh, um, Bath and Body Works, I think they got one. The, uh, it's like a vanilla. It's like a cinnamon vanilla joint. I really like vanilla uh, candles. But... Yeah, let's not let's not get too much into my uh, candle. <laughs> One of our commenters saying sandalwood, arguable goat, arguable goat candle. I have to try out sandalwood. I don't know if I've ever gotten into that. I need to get into the sandalwood. I need awesome. to get into the sandalwood. I just wanted to be clear that we have your back on this particular topic because it's this is what Twitter's for. I love like like this is this is a fun Twitter conversation, not really a controversy. And I just – I totally agree with it. We could talk some football, too. Yeah. Well, b- before we leave it, have you eaten at both Home Depot and Costco? And if so, have do you have a preference? <laughs> I have not eaten at Home Depot. They got Home Depots with, with snack sections? They, they, they've got a great hot dog at Home Depot, my understanding. Yeah, they got a good hot dog stand there. Home Depot may not be errands anymore. <laughs> I, I've never experienced that, but Home Depot may not be errands. Costco – the Costco pizza is the is Costco good. pizza is is next level. I you know, I'm not gonna I, I'm not gonna get on here and say I like a, a, a you know a nice Costco glizzy because then that's gonna incriminate me for being a glizzy <laughs> goblin. So uh, uh, yeah, Costco pizza that's that's probably the the better choice. Everything in moderation. It's okay. Hey, Car, what's it like right. being a what's it like being a fullback in the NFL? It's a position that not all teams carry. You got, you know, you got to be, you got to find the right fits, the right teams that that want to have a fullback, that embrace a fullback within their offense, and then you don't always get the love, you don't always get the football, but uh, you know, I think a lot of Bears fans last year definitely appreciated what you, the impact you had on the running game, and if they were really watching the tape, they, you know, they saw some plenty of impressive blocks throughout the season. Well, yeah, I mean, I enjoy it. Uh, it's definitely been a transition from running back. But, I mean, you, you mentioned, like, we don't get the love. I think I get enough love from, like, my teammates, my coaches, especially, you know, last year I had a lot of fun. You know, I feel like they appreciated what I did. You know what I'm saying? So, on that on that aspect, I don't really think about that too much. But, uh, no, nah, it's fun, man. It's it's physical. You got to get your mind right. You got to get you gotta get your spirit and your mind ready to really go bang because it, it is physical when, when you're called on to do it. But uh, no, nah, it's fun, man, and it's you know it's being in the league, right? You know, I had to make the transition from running back to fullback to be able to, you know, get my opportunity, and you know, whenever they come, I'm I'm always grateful for them. So, 
Did yeah. you did you have any inclination that you know Ryan was going to call you early in free agency and try to bring you back on a two year deal? Uh, it was it, I just I thought it was a interesting start to the off season for the Bears. Like, hey, we love this guy in our locker room. We love him on the field. We're going to get this done right now. Did it catch you off guard at all? Uh, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. But uh, like I said, man, super grateful to be back. I loved I loved playing for Coach D Walk and you know Khalil Demo Demos. You know going now but you know the whole running back room was dope so uh i'm excited to be back i'm, I'm glad to go to work with you know d walk Seymo, all the guys and, and you know I, I wasn't expecting it to come how it came but i'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad that it did i'm glad that it did when they talked to you and about bringing you back was there any talk you know you've had such an impact on the running game blocking but uh i felt like you know we could get you the ball there's there's chances for you to make plays I've seen you do it you've done it against the Bears in a preseason game and to me was there any talk about getting you more involved with getting the ball in your hands whether it's through the run game or even in the passing game you talking about like during contract talks no I don't I don't think we we didn't really you know kind of get into that I mean but I think that'll work itself out you know what I'm saying uh you know, as we get into it and the offense gets more, you know, solidified, we start doing more of the things that, you know, we like to do. I think it'll all work itself out. But that's above my pay grade, man. I don't even <laughs> worry about that, you know. So if it comes, it comes, and I'll, I'll do my best to, to be prepared and be ready for it. Yeah, well, I we, we every every week we do a pregame show, and uh, we'd always pick who we thought was going to get in the end zone. And you were always my – I'd pick you every single week. It almost <laughs> became like a thing. But I, I, I may pick somebody else, but I always had your back. It did become I want, a thing, Kyrie. I wanted it, you it, to get in the end zone last year. So we're hey, going to get we'll you keep, in the end we'll zone next going. week. I need that energy. I need that energy, so keep it going, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we couldn't get one fullback carry in the goal line. we got to talk to Getsy about I, this. Well, because you guys did a play action – on the on the goal line in the preseason, so I felt like it was coming at any moment. And I know there was a few times that you guys ran the play and it was covered. So I'm just looking out for you. I want you to get in that pay dirt next year. Hey man, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it you got the football, you know, through the air in in Tennessee, and and you did get it on the ground. Not you know, not a ton, but you got it some. So I hey, I, they got to know that you they 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 are not bringing you back just. Uh, without knowing the full package that you bring, maybe it's not in the cards, but they got to know that you can do it somewhere if, if need be, I would think. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's, it's on film, so, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, man. I don't I don't make any predictions or anything like that. I just try to be prepared, dog. Like, I know it sounds cliche or whatever, but, I mean, control what you can control, right? So I'll just try to be prepared when they call it. Did the David Montgomery part of the offseason, did that surprise you at all that he ended up in Detroit? I mean, I don't think nothing ever surprises me, like, you know, with the game, like with the business side of the game, you know? That's the business side, and, you know, it goes how it goes for a whole bunch of different reasons, man. But, you know, I love my guy Demo, you know, and I'm happy for him and his family, man. They, you know, that's life-changing. That's, that's a life-changing deal right there. But, uh, yeah, man, I don't think anything surprises me when it comes to the business side of, of, of football or any any athletics, any sports, any professional sports. And you guys are going to move forward and everyone's going to, you know, put their best and have a great year, hopefully, uh, running back, fullback, wherever. But what, what will you miss most about not having Demo around? 
I mean, really, it'll be off the field. You know, me and him were, were able to get to get close this past year and talk about a lot of things off the field from, you know, family life, spiritual, you know. So it's really going to be the off the field not having, you know, the main thing that a lot of guys, I think you'll hear a lot of guys say is that, you know, football is cool. Uh, it's you know it's great to play and compete and that's that's what everybody loves. But when you leave the game, the mo- the thing you're gonna miss the most is the locker room and the guys. And so, I think I'll miss that part of being with you know Demo and and you know our last season. I miss that the most. But I mean on the football side, I mean y'all saw the film. He runs hard. You know he makes plays, makes people miss. You know he's he's a he's a really good football player. So. Uh, so y'all miss that as well, but mainly it'll be, you know, the friendship aspect of it. Well, meanwhile, the the Bears did go out and uh, sign Deontay Foreman. I know you overlapped with him in Tennessee. Uh, what, what are the Bears getting there with, with Foreman added, added to the team? Man, big physical runner, uh, and he's smooth with it too. You know, I think a lot of people say, well, you know, he's downhill, maybe like a thumper, but he's got, he's got some moves. I, I feel like definitely I've seen him break some stuff in the open field, man. He's a really good football player, and, you know, he's a good teammate, good dude, man. So I'm excited. I'm excited to get to play with, with D4 again, man. So it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be cool, man. Him and Khalil and Travis, all the guys, and, and T.Ebb, you know, I think it's going to be a really good room. I think it's going to be a really good room. And, and you obviously work closely with the offensive line, too. The Bears signed Nate Davis, who you were with in Tennessee. Uh, tell us a little, yeah. a little bit about Nate. We got a chance to talk to him last week at House Hall when he, when he signed, but – just what are the Bears getting uh, with an upgrade on the O line there? He's a dog, man. He, uh, you know, if you watch him in Tennessee, you know, there's a couple clips floating around out there. The way he, you know he finishes, and you know, I think he, I think he plays really hard. He's a dog. He's really good. Like he's just a really good football player. Like I'm not the big, you know, analyst guy. Like I can't really tell you exactly. You know, oh, you know, heavy-handed punch, this and that, this and that. I mean, I'm sure he has all of that. But, you know, when I played for him, played with him, he always did his job, was a great teammate. He's fun to be around too, man. I, I like Nate a lot. So that's going to be cool to get to play with Nate. Who's the loudest in the huddle right now? I mean, Justin's got to be Justin. But if you had to pick, like, biggest energy guy on a daily basis, who, who jumps to mind? Are you talking about from last season? Yeah, or, yeah, from last year. You know, Hmm. I don't know, man. You know, we had a lot of guys bring a lot of energy. Demo brought a lot of energy. Justin, uh, you know, on that old line, you know, Reef, we called him the Sheriff. You know, maybe I shouldn't say that. Maybe that's an inside joke. But, I mean, he, you know, you got to think about, like, when we played and got in the end zone, there was a lot of guys always giving energy. Lucas Patrick, uh, you know, it's – it's hard to pinpoint just one guy because I mean we get energy from a lot of different places, but that O line brings brought a lot of brought a lot of energy and fun last year. When these guys were in Hallis Hall and in the locker room, they'd talk a lot about how you guys' energy stayed up all year, even you know at the end of the year where you guys went through a losing streak. And I think you don't see that with a lot of teams when they're losing games. Speak to the culture that, you know, Matt Eberflus is trying to build and, and how you guys were able to keep a positive mindset and move on to the next week regardless of the results the week prior. I mean, I think you said it uh, right there. I mean, from any organization runs from the top down, right? So if, if Coach Flus had got up there and, you know, 
done anything out of character from you know what we have seen from him or anything other than who he is which is process oriented you know his principle that's that's who he is that's who he wants the football team to be so whether it was a w you know or a loss he was the same guy so it was easy for us to go be the same guys and have energy and you know just keep chopping wood believing that it was gonna fall maybe it didn't fall the way you know we thought it would but you know, it was it was easy to just keep chopping wood because you knew, like, if you just trust the process, put the work in, you know, it was, you know, he, nobody was going to come in and, and you know, dog dog nobody out. or It was all about the process. Now, if you wasn't doing your job, you know, that I mean, there's always accountability, but it was always, you know, it was always about the process. And so when you keep it level-headed and keep it, you know, focused on the end goal and focused on, you know, the process, it's, it's easy to go to work you know, no matter what the outcome looks like. So I think I think that would be how. Like, it was it was top down, and then, you know, our position coaches were great. And then, like, you know, we talk about the guys. Like, we just had we just had guys that are like, you know what, I don't care what it looks like. I'm going to work. I'm going to try to get the best out of myself that I'm going to get. So, so Kari, we got a, a bunch of fans watching live here. Some of them have, have been dropping in with some questions in the comments. One of them I saw a little earlier was they're wondering if – if it's really true that if you did not, if certain players did not practice well or bring full energy in practice, did they not play as much in the game? Because that's something that Flus talked about during the season, and I think there were a couple examples of that at time. Was that a real thing within the locker room that you guys felt like when you went on the practice field every single day that you had to be top-notch and there was that level of accountability that the coaching staff was bringing? I mean, I think there's always accountability. I can't speak to any, like, specific situations because I don't know if I paid attention that much to you know who was playing and who wasn't but I mean I just think at all times like you always felt like okay I gotta go do my job well I gotta show that I can do it well in practice so that I can have that trust from the coaches in in the game so I mean I think that's just a a standard period you know what I mean so I'm I'm sure I'm sure it happened like that I, like I said I can't tell you if you know there were certain instances that played out like that, but it was definitely like you definitely had to go to work during the week to, to earn that trust. Would you say that Flus keeps a kind of a, let's call it a healthy distance between the players? Like I'm, you know, I'm, you guys have your space. I have mine or is he, or is it more like you almost feel like you're friends with the guy? I, like I'm, I'm just trying to curious to figure out that relationship. Cause what we see, he's, you know, he's very businesslike and you know, he's with the media. He's, he's pretty boxed in is what, what he'll say. I'm trying to get a sort of a feel for what it's like behind the scenes with him. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that it's like he keeps a distance, but I also wouldn't say that he's like our friend. Like it's, it's a very healthy business relationship and he is the leader of the shit. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I mean, I don't know how to, I don't know how to give you, I, I guess I can't give you a, a accurate description of what that's like, but I mean, I don't feel distant from him at all. Like, and I don't know if the, I don't know if the players felt distant from him at, at all, but you know, he's the, he's the leader of the ship and you know, it's, it's a healthy business relationship. When, you know, with the exit of David Montgomery, now you bring in Foreman, but Khalil Herbert, who's been here, I'm a big fan of his. I mean, first time he stepped on a practice field at, Hallis Hall, you could kind of see that burst, and I'm excited for his opportunity this year. But some of the criticism from some fans and media is his blocking is he's got to pick that up. You know, what would your assessment be of like what it takes to be a good blocker in the backfield and and Herbert's ability to improve on that? 
I I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I don't do that. Uh, that's not my job to to assess any of my teammates or you know I, I hate to give you give you that that answer it might seem political but I, that's really not my job I don't focus on that uh you know it takes I mean it takes a lot to be a good blocker it takes strength technique you know and the willingness to 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 be a good blocker which he has all of those um you know but I I can't I can't assess anybody's uh you know ability I've seen him I've seen him do really well in pass protection so I mean if if we talking like criticisms, you know, I, I mean, I don't know where any of that comes from because, you know, I've seen people win reps and I've seen people lose reps. So I don't know. It's not, it's not my, it's not my place or my job to, to provide assessments, but to, 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 you know, what does it take to be a good blocker? It takes, you know, strength, which he has, it takes willingness, which he has, and just technique, which, you know, coach D walk coaches is up on every day, damn near. So sorry if I, I don't know if I can say uh damn, but excuse me, nope. but, uh, oh, yeah. so, so I, you know, I definitely think he has the capacity to do it. I mean, but I, I can't make assessments on on anything. I hate to well, be and, political, but and to be clear, I think it's an overblown narrative with him. It's just something that fans say. You miss one block, and then people are saying it. I th- personally think it's an overblown narrative, and I'm excited to see him get more opportunity opportunities to kind of prove some people wrong that their opinions don't mean much, but just as far as I'm a right. you know fan, just like anybody else that talks to other fans that have their takes. Brad Spencer. Right. And he's, Twitter, he's a Curry. dog, man. Like, <laughs> say what? I said, Brad, Brad, my guy Bragg's here, who's the greatest, but he spends too much time on Twitter reading what everyone's saying. So <laughs> I just want to give you the background of where this is coming from. Man, he's a dog, man. Khalil's a dog, man. So, Anything that he wants to do and wants to improve on, there's no doubt in my mind that he's going to do that. And I'm excited to see what he does. He's a dog. And he works super hard. And I'm excited to see what he does this year. No, I, I just – the thing with Khalil that, I, that I, I'm that i wondering if you see the same thing that just kind of fascinates me watching him. And I've asked him about this. Like, how do you have – he's got that kind of calm hesitation where he can wait for something to, to develop and then he goes – where there's a patience in his running style that I think is kind of unique to him that's interesting. Oh, yeah. I mean, every guy has, like, their unique, I guess, you know, idiosyncrasies in their game. I I don't know how you coach that or how you uh, develop that. Some guy, you know, he might just have had that since rec ball, you know, since he was a kid. But it's it's cool to see him turn stuff on and make something out of nothing and, and make a lot of plays. So... Yeah, man, he definitely he definitely does have that though. He definitely does have that that patience, that that setting up blocks and then that burst to make it happen. So, yeah. Kari, what's the most fun part about being a fullback? Like, what's the if there's like one play in a game, like what's what is it that you're just like totally fired up about when you're playing that position? I mean, it's two things. It's like when you get a when you get a lead week or you get a outside zone or something and you just really catch a guy and you spring you know and you spring a run that's that's dope because it's like you know i was you know being at the at the point of attack and really making a big run happen that's fun and then you know if you get an opportunity you know you're one-on-one with a backer or uh you know you're up the sideline wheel route or whatever and you make a play that's that's awesome too uh but you know I would say that and then special teams, like if you just catch a guy like coming through an alley or, you know, make a big tackle, big play on special teams, that's always a game changer. Uh, 
like just thinking over my career, like when, whenever you can make a tackle on special teams, big play on special teams, that's a that's an energetic moment. You know what I'm saying? So getting a good, clean block where you, you know, win it definitively, that's 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 always good, though, from a fullback perspective. Well, it, and, and Kyra, I mean, if people don't aren't fully aware of your background. I mean, you're a football player. You you came up as a, a, a safety and then a linebacker, and then he switched over to offense in college at Vanderbilt. Um, you know, you, you had the ball in your hands. You've caught it out of the backfield. Now you're being asked to clear the way here, and, and the Bears are, are giving you a two-year deal. So, like, there's literally nothing on the field that you haven't done on both sides. But it, when I'm looking back at your Vanderbilt career, I'm like, did you know that – you could be an NFL guy because I'm not sure what's right because in Wikipedia it says you started all, all games of your senior year, but on your on the Vanderbilt side it says you started two games. So here you were not ex- and you weren't you were undrafted. So had and you were also like this you know honor roll student every year and had big dreams in the health field which I want to talk about. So it's like just to be in this position today doing what you're doing. Do you, are you kind of looking around like how did this happen a little bit because it, it it didn't like the resume didn't exactly scream that you would be here. Right. Uh, I would say you're right, but I'll also say you're wrong, too. Like, uh, my my junior year, I, pl- I feel like I played really well. Uh, you know, I split time with Ralph Webb, and I played really well on special teams. And I think when I just looked at it objectively, I knew I had all the physical characteristics to be in the league, whether it was as a, a pass protector on third down and a really good special teams player and, you know, cut my teeth in, in a different way at running back. Or when I started looking at the different people like Kyle Juszczyk and C.J. Ham, and, I, you know, I figured, I was like, there, there's a role, there's a place that I could play in the league. So I feel like I knew, but like you mentioned, my education, I always hedged my bets. I always hedged, you know, where I was investing my time. And, you know, so that was always a big thing for me was making sure that, uh, you know, if football didn't work out, I had a backup plan. But that's exactly what it was, was a backup plan. You know, football was always my my plan A. And, um, you know, the numbers, you know, it might not scream, you know, superstar at, in college. And then, But I always felt like, especially after my junior year, I was like, you know what, if I can just get into a camp and show, show a team that I can be a dog on special teams, and then I got, you know, I got some ability to help a team, I, I knew I would, if I got a fair shot, I could make a team, and I did that. So, uh, so yeah, man. I mean, I would say that you're absolutely right. My my resume in college, the yards. If you compared it to somebody else, it, it probably you probably wouldn't be like, okay, he's gonna last five years. But then again, you never know how stuff is gonna play out. And you know, if you just for me, it was always just about keeping working too. Like just 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 keep working, keep getting better, and see what happens. You know. You mentioned uh, you mentioned C.J. Ham was did. Was he in Minnesota when you were there? He was. I learned a lot from him. He was. He's a really great guy, and just you know, he was a great teammate. I mean, there was times that you know, before practice, you get a script of the plays that you're gonna run, and uh, there was times where just out of the blue, he'd be like, "Hey, you good on everything on the script? Just making sure that I'm good. You know, that I'm ready to go to practice, ready to learn. You know, and so I just you know, I follow, I follow behind him, took things from his you know everyday. Uh, you know, system and routine and his structure, and you know, it just it just worked out. You know, that I ended up in Tennessee, and after that, it was you know, I mean, y'all, you guys know, you know, Tennessee for three, now Chicago. I mean, it just it just worked out. But yeah, I was I was I was up there with CJ, and I learned a lot from him. Yeah, that's why I wanted to ask you all because it just seems like you know that's probably a 
I think any rookie going through the NFL, it's kind of a whirlwind, whether you're a first-round pick or you're undrafted. But especially when you're undrafted and you end up on the practice squad, you don't really know what's going to happen. Just I'm just wondering what those few months were like when you're in Minnesota. You're trying to learn from C.J. Ham, embrace your role there, and then all of a sudden the Titans come calling and they add you to their active roster. Just how what, – what was that time period like in your life and then how – how uh, important did it end up being like that? How momentous was that signing where the Titans come in and say, you know, we're going to add you to our active roster. I mean, that, that time was super important because it gave me, I was up there for 10 weeks. If you include, like, if you don't include camp, so whatever camp is, and then you add the 10 weeks of the season, I was up there for 10 weeks with, uh, uh, you know, the Vikings and Kennedy Palomalu and CJ. And it was, I mean, it was huge because I was able to learn a lot from, both of them uh, and develop my body a little bit more in the weight room. You know, as a practice squad guy, you're working out four times a week, uh, you know, just developing. So that was huge. Uh, and then the timing of the Tennessee, you know, it was, it was perfect. You know, when you look at it from the business side uh, or from the free agency side of the game, I, I got six games in the regular season with the Titans. So that was great for, you know, my free agency and everything. And I was able to get those benefits and, and then just play, like be a part of a really good team in Tennessee that went to uh, the AFC championship game, you know, learn from those guys, play, provide value. I mean, it was, you know, I couldn't have, I couldn't have imagined that it would work out that way. You know, if I had a, you know, written a story, I, I would have written it a different way, but it, it worked out perfectly. And that was the year Derek Henry, it was the rushing title holder correct I believe so yeah that was that year then the next year he uh rushed for 2000 the next year in 2020 he rushed for 2000 what was that like for you to be a part of that I think the 2000 year is was uh was a little bit more important for me because I showed up uh I showed up like I said in week 10 so that last six games like I wasn't really there for the first 10 games so uh you know I just felt like I came in on the back end. We, we we did well, you know what I'm saying? But that 2020, I really felt like, you know, I was able to play all year and, you know, really be a part of it. So that 2000 probably means a little bit more to me than the, than the first Russian title. Derrick Henry now, when you're looking at that guy, <laughs> that's just not a normal human being. I mean, I, you know, I walk around Alien. like, all, I mean, all men are not created equal. Like, I walk into your locker room, like, look at these guys, and look at me, this is embarrassing. But, like, you're an NFL player and looking at him that's got to feel a little odd. Man, he's, you know, it wouldn't feel odd if he was a DN or if he was an end <laughs> You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But he's a running back, and he's hitting, like, 20 miles an hour with the ball in his hand, so – yeah, he's an alien, man. He's, you know, he's got a lot of God-given ability, but he also just works his ass off. So that's that's another thing. But, yeah, no, nah, he's, he's, he's different. He's different. When you talk about an alien, I mean, it must have been exciting to be with him. And then this season, you know, you guys with Justin Fields, I mean, doing things for me as a Bears fan, I've never seen anyone more electrifying since Devin Hester. A, a type of player that, like, at any moment can break an 80-yard run. And, you know, it felt like from the Patriots game, there was a little bit of a turn where maybe there was an adjustment in play calling. Obviously, they started having him do some individual QB-designed runs. What was that like, that stretch there, where you guys were popping off 30, 30 points a game and, and Justin Fields had one or two 
career highlight runs a week. I mean, for because for us here at the studio, we were losing our minds watching this. Yeah, no, I, I think I think in the moment you don't realize how crazy something is, but kind of looking back at some of the stuff he was doing, it was like, man, that's it, it was crazy. It's it's crazy. You're more looking back on it. You know what I'm saying? When you're in the mo- when you're in the moment, and maybe because I guess games weren't going the way it, it it maybe doesn't feel as electric because the only thing that we really cared about was winning, right? But to to watch what he did and you know watch what what we were able to do as a as a team on the off on the on the on the ground, that was it was it was it's crazy and it's gonna be pretty cool to look back on that uh, for years to come because I mean I mean he broke Michael Vick's record you know what I'm saying we grew up watching that guy yeah. you know what right. I'm saying so it's like it's like come on man come on man dude broke Michael Vick's record and so like I just imagine like for a young kid that was that was watching that how that must have felt because I remember how I felt watching Michael Vick. You know, so yeah, man, it was cool, and it's cool to even look back on that. You know, how how excited are you go- going into this year? Now you guys got an influx of talent. DJ Moore added to the you know team. Obviously, Chase Claypool gets a full year with you guys. How excited are you guys to get into this year? Get to work and and let him take another step in his career arc. Itching, itching, man. It's. You know, we got a lot of good players. We got a lot of good players, man. And I think if we work the way we worked last year, I think we're going to put it together. I mean, I, I, like I said, I don't make predictions. I don't make, you know, analysis of different stuff, man. I just know that I'm excited, <laughs> you know. I'm excited to go play and, and run the ball well and, and win a lot of games. That's what I'm excited to go do, man. Well, and I think, it's, I think it should happen. What, what, what was it like playing with Justin last year? He, you know, he obviously showed off his toughness throughout the season, took a lot of hits, kept getting back up. I've heard a lot of other players kind of reference, even opponents bring that up. They're like, man, we just can't rattle this guy. Uh, one of your new teammates, TJ Edwards, who was on the other side uh, with the Eagles this year playing against you guys, made a comment like that uh, a couple times this offseason, and now he's on your team. Just what, what did you come to appreciate, I guess, about Justin Fields' game just as one of his teammates? I think I, think I came to appreciate him way before he started making all the plays and, you know, showing the toughness. Because, you know, when we're at the facility in the spring, you know, he's always one of those guys in there doing the extra work, you know. So <laughs> to see him, like, if I'm going in there to do extra work and then he's in there before me and then after, you know what I'm saying, he, he was really putting it in and he was really, he was really, you know, putting the work in. So that automatically that's a level, certain level of respect that, you know, you respect the work. That's all I'm gonna say. I, I definitely respect his work, and I mean, what y'all saw was just—you know—I couldn't have told you that he was gonna break Michael Vick's record and do all the crazy things he did, but I, you know, I probably could have told you he was, he was gonna be all right because he worked—he works hard. So, I would say just just playing with a guy like that, like you just—you just know he's gonna be all right just because of the level of work that he puts in. So, like I said, I'm excited. I think I think a lot of us are excited and, and ready to go do something. I mean, I just think we should underline what, what compliment Kari just paid Justin. I mean, you were, you got, correct me if I'm wrong here, Kari, but in college, you got the Lifter of the Year award from your coach at, at Vanderbilt. So, like, you, you like the weight room. You hang out there. And you're saying that Justin's in there before, he's in there after, he's on the field working with guys. I mean, the work ethic is, is incredibly strong with QB1. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, man, definitely. 
Uh, hey, one more thing I want to ask you about, too, is uh, Ryan Poles last week when, when he talked to us brought up your extension and mentioned how you became a leader last year in the locker room. You showed your leadership skills to them. Did, uh, I apologize if this is a little bit of an awkward question to answer, but just like what – what what is what is leadership to you like? Is that something you think about on a daily basis when you're in that locker room, or is it just sort of something that happened naturally? And I guess how much pride do you take in that walking into a new locker room last year and being able to make that type of impact that obviously your general manager noticed and rewarded you with the new contract? I mean, you know, for me, leadership is just kind of about actions. You know, if you you know you just show up every day and just try to try to be the best. For me, it was it was about the room, right? It, 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 was it wasn't necessarily about trying to be, you know, the most vocal guy and, you know, lead the whole team. It was just about our room, our running back room. I wanted to be a guy who came to work every day and my coach and the dudes I sat in that room with knew, that, knew what they were going to get out of me. So, you know, I, I appreciate him, you know, saying that. And But it's not something that I, that I thought about. It was just more I just want to show up every day and be a dog. That's it. You know, I don't really – I don't really think it was, hey, I'm going to go be a leader and, you know, say these things. And it was just about showing up. I, I don't know if that answers your question. No, I yeah, absolutely. I just love how much I – we got a lot of commenters here that are just, like, appreciating hearing from the fullback on the team. Like, well, we don't get to hear from this guy a lot. They're, they're, they're happy that you're here. They're enjoying that we get to hear from a player that they, may, they might not know as, as well. And people should know that, you know, when we get to see Kari in the locker room, he's got the serious side and you've got, and you've got the playful side, too. There's, there's, a, there's a full spectrum here that's, that's available when you're hanging out. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's not all business all the time. It's not all business all the time. So, definitely, I don't know. You catch me in the locker room, that's like my element. I'm with the guys, you know what I'm saying? So, if y'all want to have more, you know, target run and Costco debates, you know what I'm saying? We can do that, too. Well, well, just just the, don't make fun of me about Purdue, man, because no, I'm, no, we're gonna I'm get real. There. We're, we're going to get to something real. along those lines in one second, actually. Uh, all right, I got, two, I got a couple fun things for you. Number one, do you play tennis? No, no, I don't. Uh, my wife will actually tell you, we went and played a couple times, like, last year, or maybe it was during COVID. And she like she kicked my ass, bro. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I can say that. I'm sorry, but no, you, uh, you can. Yeah, she not. Nah, but no, I I'm no, I don't. I'm not good. Well, I, first of all, you can you can say anything on this show, just so you know. There's there's no rules. Which yeah, is, which is the okay. The I'm part. saying I don't, want, I don't want somebody coming down on y'all. You know, because I'm worried. <laughs> well, I, not I, watching my mouth. I I I bring it up for a slightly serious uh like you know complimenting thing for you. Uh, you won the Arthur Ashe Jr. Male Sports Scholar uh, by Diverse Issues in Higher Education when you were at Vanderbilt. And, you know, I, I assume you know who Arthur is, one of the great tennis players of all time, grad slam champion. Yep. Uh, you, you've done a ton off the field that I just think should be illuminated. You're, you're, one of your goals, it says here, uh, is, is your commitment to addressing systemic inequalities in healthcare, long-term goal to become a leader in healthcare administration, make sure that people are getting the care that they need, that they deserve, that, that we're on a level playing ground. I mean, that's, I, I, I get inspired reading that, Kari. It's, it's awesome that that's on your heart like that. Where, where does it come from? I'm not sure if your parents deserve some credit, um, but just kind of, just, just interesting about that part of your background. Now, my parents absolutely deserve almost 100% of the credit for that. They they pushed education super heavy. So by the time that I, by the time I got to Vanderbilt, like I knew it was no option to let my you know, my education uh 
waiver at all. So uh, I wanted to be a doctor. My mom's a podiatrist. I wanted to be a podiatrist and kind of do that and, you know, but, you know, I ran into calculus uh, in college <laughs> while I, you know, it was one spring. I can't even remember. I took calculus and I was like, I was really, I was really working at it. I was really trying. I was really, you know, going at, like sciences. I was cool. The bios, the chems, the neuro, it was cool. But as soon as I hit calculus, it kind of kind of roughed me up a little bit. So I, I went the more healthcare administration route. And so uh, I met I majored in um medicine health and society at vanderbilt with and my track was racial and ethnic health disparities and so just learning about the different ways that you know race social economic status class all of that plays into health uh, through a lot of different ways that was it was just like you know that that's an opportunity to like if you can go provide value in that sec in that section in that sector where there's not a lot of you know effort being put like I just felt like you know you could help a lot of people and just do a lot of good things in that in that way. So when I was coming out, that was you know if if football didn't work out, that was going to be the next thing to go into healthcare administration. Uh, now after getting my master's, so I got a master's from Vanderbilt Peabody in um, organ leadership and organizational performance, and um, my you know my vision has shifted a little bit. I'm still interested in that you know in the disparity space but more so financially like in the in the financial disparities right so um talking about investing building building wealth through real estate uh and, and doing things that way uh more so became interested in that over the past few years so i'll probably end up going that way and not the healthcare administration way but it's, it's always an option that's cool. I, I see you tweeting some a bunch of finance stuff. I just uh, want to say that the, the calculus is the worst. The worst. <laughs> Absolutely. Terrible. You ask me why I'm a writer, it's because of calculus. <laughs> F that class. Oh, I got I got booted for I calculus. I couldn't make it. I couldn't make it in math class. I showed up to Algebra 2 first day of senior year. He wrote all these these uh, equations on the board and said, if you don't, if you don't know these formulas, get out of my classroom. And me you, and three guys you, stepped you, up and you, walked you, out of the re classroom. You realize you're talking to a Vanderbilt dude, and you're saying algebra two as algebra a senior. Two. Yeah, he went to. Yeah, I didn't go to college, Kari. <laughs> I went to the. I went to lay bricks. I didn't go to college, so I I get it. Uh, Math is too hard. Hey, Kari, I, this look, guy I, I respect that. I respect that. My dad was a brick mason, so I respect that. Nice, nice. Well, well uh, that's what we're doing around here. I mean. You know, we uh, brick by brick is a motto I say a lot here, and and Tremaine Edmonds was saying it in his opening presser, and I know Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus talk a lot about the foundation and the brick. So from someone that is a brick mason, I, I was just out on a chimney yesterday morning. I appreciate that kind of mentality transferred over onto the onto the football field. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. I mean, that's what it is. You just you know you're trying to build something, man. So. Got to do it. Got to do it that way. One one step at a time. One brick at a so, time, man. So you said your dad was a brick mason? Yeah. So actually, my grandfather was a brick mason as well. So he has a, uh, or I guess had a brick uh, brick masonry company here in Georgia. Um, and, you know. Did you ever up. go out and labor? I did, but I never laid any bricks. I was just the guy who carried the mortar around. I was, that was what Slinging I Slinging the mud? <laughs> getting the, <laughs> getting the tongs of brick it. around? Yeah, that was it, man. I, I never I never built a wall, never laid a brick. But, you know, I could I could wheelbarrow a mean 
a mean batch of mortar, though. <laughs> nah, nah, it always comes back to brick by brick somehow. Somehow, Brian. I love it. I don't know I if you can it. see. We're, we'll get yeah. you one of those shirts that's on the screen there. I don't know if you can see it. It says brick by brick. We'll get yes, you sir, one of those cards. That's, that's what we do here. Yeah. Hey, hey Car, I got Appreciate one beef it. with you. Yeah, um, here it comes. I knew this was coming. So, is it true that Northwestern and Pat Fitzgerald was trying to get you to come to Evanston before you went to Vanderbilt? That is true. That is definitely true. And 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 are you aware that um, you know when you were at Vanderbilt from 2015 to 2018? I'm just looking at this. You know, 2015 Cats were playing on New Year's Day versus Tennessee. 2016 Cats are oh, winning. Come on. Cats are winning the Pinstripe Bowl. 2017 they're winning the Music City Bowl. 2018 they're winning the Holiday Bowl. <laughs> you could have been. You could have been getting to know Chicago. You could have been wearing the purple. I know everything. I mean everything you just laid out at Vanderbilt sounds like things went great. But there's got to be. There's got to be some part of you that's like you know what? I think it worked out. Maybe okay, that purple man. thing. I, I kind of blew it right there. Hey man, look, look, look. It, no offense to the to the program or, or Coach Fitzgerald, none of that, man. But I don't know, man. The whole process when I was getting recruited, Minnesota was my first offer. So it really came down to between Minnesota and Northwestern. And just like the way I felt when I went to Minnesota, I, I went to Minnesota first. So I, I guess I committed to Minnesota first. And then v Vanderbilt came after that. But I always wanted to go to Vanderbilt. Uh, but now nah, Northwestern was cool, man. I just – I didn't really feel, you know what I'm saying? You get that warm, bubbly feeling when you go somewhere and you're like, oh, this would be dope. I just didn't really feel that, man. And I'm, I, There's no doubt in my mind it would have been a great time, great school. Uh, I'm still keeping contact with some of the dudes from Northwestern, like, that, you know, were, like, on my, on my visit, like, my host and stuff. But, like, you know, I just, I don't know, man. I, I definitely don't don't regret my decision, man, because also when I got the Vanderbilt offer, my, my grandmother was like, all right, so you're definitely not going 15 hours away. You might as well just go ahead and saddle up and, and, and go to go to Vanderbilt. So, yeah, man. It was a great opportunity, but it just wasn't for me, man. But Look, don't don't it. don't have too much beef with me. Don't have no, too no, much. I, I I got it, I respect it. Who who hosted you out of curiosity? It was Warren Long. Oh, oh yeah, good, great man, Warren Long. Yeah, Warren Long. Yeah. 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 Hey, look, it I'm was him and uh, Godwin. Him and Godwin. I spent time with both of them. Uh, Godwin. I, I don't know how to say it. Like, oh. Iguabique. God, Godwin Iguabique. He's now a running back in the NFL. He transitioned he to running back, which is yeah. crazy. Hey, look, I'm yeah. sitting here with a Wisconsin sweatshirt on, so I'm just glad you didn't go to Minnesota. I got no beef at all. That sounds like a great move. They, and, you know, and this dude, this dude's a huge Purdue fan. You want to do this now or you want to wait? No, no, we'll wait. We'll we wait. don't we gotta, need to we hear about Kari my go. Okay. Kari, we appreciate your time, man. Uh, thank you so much for being here today. And uh, I, I think all the fans here that are watching live are excited that you're b back on the team uh, with a two-year contract, and uh, we'll see that running game keep going in the right direction next season did you did you buy anything when you got the deal any one little little you know gift to yourself you should have done something <laughs> no nah, i didn't i didn't do anything man i got everything i need man so i'm straight man i'm i didn't do that not yet at least not yet okay did, did you want to give a shout out for your own podcast i know you do business of athletes you're talking about that's something important for you going forward oh yeah man business of athletes got it right here you know what i'm saying my little shirt but uh Business of athletes, man, we, we talk about, you know, athletes who have transitioned from uh, their careers, whether it's in college or the pros, and into a life of entrepreneurship, 
uh, real estate, investing, or even the corporate world. And so just, you know, helping chart that path for young athletes so that they can figure out what it is that they're going to do when, when football is over with or when any sport is over with. Um, so, you know, we've had a bunch of different guests. And, uh, you know, along with that, we do, you know, some financial literacy, some financial education. So, yeah, you can just tap in with it at Business of Athletes on Instagram and on YouTube. Awesome, man. Thank you for sharing that, Kari, and uh, we'll, we'll see you soon, all right? Kari, we really appreciate it. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. All right, there he is, Kari Blasting Game. Make sure you're following him on Twitter, at Kari Blasting Game as well. Appreciate him coming on. Seemed like everybody enjoyed it. Yeah. Good job by Braggs. Braggs, Braggs the Dad and Grandpa Brick Mason, that's badass. That's I mean, how excited are you right now about that? That's awesome. I would have never, you know, I had no idea. That was that was so cool. I, I think it derailed the whole interview. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, you and <laughs> so it somehow always comes back to brick by brick. I that was, it. I mean, it was, it's fate, you know. Yeah. And I know LOL in the chat don't like it, but hey, get on board or get out the way because <laughs> that is the motto for this season. Yeah. So I you mean, don't like it. That tough. Got, I, also, that got me ready for the Masters because yeah. it was – Yes. In Georgia and the birds are chirping. Yeah, yeah Kevin Kaduck, head of content, and the chat was talking about it. And then I was the, like, "Where the, are the azaleas?" The, the only the only problem with that interview uh, was when you tried to get him to, to to just dog Khalil Herbert's game. I did not get him to dog Khalil Herbert, but I appreciate the pick me up. You know how I feel about Khalil Herbert. I think very highly of him, so I just wanted to see you, you were like, his thoughts yo. on people that don't think he's a good blocker. Okay. Yo, Kari, what's wrong with Khalil Herbert? Why can't he block? That isn't what Braggs. I said. No, I know you didn't. It was yeah. I, that was great. You, I, you sound like somebody on Twitter taking my Peter Skronsky video completely out of context. <laughs> it's, that's what you're doing right now. Well, I'm uh, glad hey, we got to that full yeah. circle. By the way, a breaking news, which um, is kind of we have two ad reads in about eight minutes. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying. All right. Well, <laughs> is it really breaking news or is it something stupid? I mean, that's my cousin. And I'm getting that picture right now. What is Your it? Your cousin's with Roquan Smith? My cousin is hanging out with Roquan Smith right now. I think that's <laughs> kind of breaking news. <laughs> okay. Wow. Uh, Roquan's in town. He's working out. I love it. Great. DraftKings uh, is our partner here at CHGO. Use that code CHGO when you sign up. We got NBA no sweat same game parlays. Um, oh, last night was fun with the World Baseball Classic, although the Indian was cool. but I the got the, Well, DraftKings draft had the free bet. The no yeah. sweat uh, money line, of course. Every day you open the DraftKings yeah. app, they have something for you, whether it's a free bet, a boost on your parlays. It's it's always there for you, the right at the top of the app. Uh, make sure you're checking it out. Download the app now. Use sign up with code CHGO. New customers can bet five dollars and get two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And team, as I'm now trying to get Roquan on the show. Don't you think Roquan wants to come on the show? I mean, not right now. So, like, maybe, like, another time. Can we finish this show, please? Someday there's going to be an investigation into what really happens the hour before the show. <laughs> when Carm, Carm and his prep. supposedly is prepping, but then ends up prepping on the show. I did one, and how never I, is ready for his ad how read I suppo- as I sit how here and I, stall again. How am I supposed to know that I'm going to get a picture of Roquan right before? And it, it actually did give me the incredible amount of energy, just like the Combat Energy Efficiency Program, which is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve, manage energy usage, and lower energy bills now and into the future. By the way, Combat, I signed up. I got 
got an email today from ComEd. Somebody gets to light Buckingham Fountain, and I'm hoping that it's going to be me, so I, I, I applied. Uh, ComEd offers a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across our territory. Customers, you can inquire how to upgrade outdated lighting to energy and money-saving efficiency LED lights. You want to visit ComEd.com slash Powering Business now to start saving money and energy. To start a project, you can also call them at 855-433-2700 or use that email, businessee at comed.com or publicsectoree at comed.com. And our CHO Bears off-season coverage is brought to you by the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. Learn more at comed.com slash powerandbiz. I see a couple people in the chat talking about how they're in rainy Arizona right now. Uh, that's where my dad is, too, right now, dealing with the rain today. Someone's going to the Sox game today. That sounds awesome. My guy, Ryan Cox, going to the Cubs game. I'll tell you uh, I'll tell you what. If anybody is in Arizona and going to the White Sox game on Sunday, I will be there. So look for me. There you go. I'll hang out with you. I'll, I, will, I will buy you a beer in that right field bar they have there at Camelback Ranch. How about that? What word is Goose there, Island action? Does there need to be a special word or just come up and say, I watch you on CHGO and yeah, think that you're the best? There doesn't need to be a secret word. <laughs> I want they a secret, can't just say, how about see, hi? I'll, how about hello? I want a secret word. Oh no. Hey, Kari Blazing game. Come no. out, like, that would be cool to come back to the interview, the moment, to make you yeah, think what about this great What would be the secret password? There should be a secret the password. Se- are you, uh, the secret trade. password could be like, I remember when you well, took off your Wisconsin sweatshirt on Look at the how show. he's struggling. Are you hot this thing or something? Like really on me. I am hot right now, so I'm going to take You're my literally sweatshirt. taking your... Uh, I'm a hot. Well, let me ask you this, this Adam, while you're struggling to take off your sweater. Yeah, what do you want to ask me, If Greg? the Bears... This is let's, weird. Let's say the Bears <laughs> won the division this year <laughs> oh my God. unexpectedly, and Justin Fields unexpectedly Can you won... Read that shirt? Quiet. <laughs> and Justin Fields unexpectedly won MVP. But the Bears lose their first playoff game to a team with a losing record in the playoffs, yeah. who is even the worst team to ever make the playoffs in the NFL. That would you? A, would that you was take, a confusing question. Would, so no, would, so, so the Bears Fields win the division, wins MVP. Fields wins MVP. But the Bears lose a playoff game? To a team with a losing record in the playoffs, the worst yeah. team to ever make the playoffs. Would you take it? Yes. If the quarterback wins MVP, that's a successful would, season. It's successful. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, be, uh, you essentially be, just you uh, let's see how long it you takes. essentially just said let's just let's see you how essentially long. just said ever you essentially just said that Purdue season was a success now go ahead with your stupid shirt <laughs> that, that is the, who won the, MVP that, oh Edie Zach Edie okay who won national player of the year they won yeah. the division so how is he gonna help they you? lost to the worst team yeah in March Madness so you just said you know, you're making fun of that, but if the Bears do it, you're saying it's a success and you'll take it. So whatever. You're a hypocrite with your stupid shirt. I, <laughs> you're fairly stupid. I, the the, I the point even, is that the quarterback is good. You're going to have it for 10 years. Zach Eady is going to play in the NBA <laughs> overseas. That's the, that, that another, is it's that not is even a, close to the same It is thing. the same comparison. No, you just don't like not. it because I tricked you. No the one's up. tricked. That's the, that's the worst. No. Let me the help. only thing you tricked is that my brain started firing like it, it actually started breaking down yeah, trying to follow what you were saying. You can't keep up with this beautiful mind. <sighs> I mean, Zach Eady was the 430th rated recruit coming into prospect, coming into high, coming who cares? into college, and is going to win 
National Player of the Year. You he lost is, in the first round. He is essentially the fairly. He he's essentially <laughs> fairly Dickinson if fairly Dickinson won the national championship. No, That's he isn't. Not, yes, he's he is. seven foot four. There, he's there not are fairly tons Dickinson. Of seven foot four players that never amount to anything. What he did oh is my. amazing, and what the That's true. program did with him is amazing. He's a 430-rated prospect getting ready to win National Player of the Year. Quit hating on my team, all of you, with the stupid what shirt. What did they do last year? Who is year? hating on anything? I didn't say anything. All right, I'll let it go. Can we can we I just, I just I think we should zoom I think today. we should zoom in on the shirt. Can we zoom in on on <laughs> So good. Where did you get this? What do you, what do you mean where? It's I've good. always had this shirt. I've I've been a I've been a fairly Dickinson fan forever. <laughs> it's my favorite 16 seed. I'm really upset that I didn't think of it too and so I could double up and we could both be sitting here in in fairly land. Look at this. Look at what? It's crap. <laughs> you got a man. I, you know can what? you believe you lost to Fairly Dickinson? Yeah, I can. No, you can't. I'm not I, surprised at I it at all. Can. It's Purdue. I, I can't. What did you say? I'm not surprised about it at all. I knew they were going to lose like two minutes into that game. So whatever. Okay. You guys are all talking smack. When I'm on, I'm on the chimney yesterday, you guys are talking smack about me. Can't even defend myself. Cody and Sean over there talking smack. Well, I can't. You be quiet. You be quiet, Cody. Tired of it. Tired of this. Mean, what do you mean you can't say that you're in the chat? Yeah, now whole, I'm here. But you're now in the I'm ch- here. But you're in the chat now yesterday. I got the mic. It's not funny anymore. Revenge tour this year. Oh. I will get my revenge on all of you. All I know is that my team's still playing basketball. Okay. Did, did, by the way, what do you think of the new hair over here? Did yeah, you, you finally got a haircut, you bum. <laughs> <laughs> so... Oh my. I mean, I take care of business. You you call out my hair, and I move things forward, and I and I and I you know I, yeah, I, I sharpen up. I sharpen up. I don't see any sharpening up over here. Yeah, I'm sharpening. I'm sharpening. That, okay, I'm sharpening. Iron sharpens iron, brick by brick. Yes, I don't something see any, like I, that. I don't see any sharpening. Uh, we got a super chat from Martin Ochoa, four ninety nine. Ed Oliver posted today on his IG story, photos of him sacking every NFC North QB except Fields. Something to watch or a stretch? This is a question for that only Braggs can answer. Braggs is the expert of... Who is that, Oliver? Sorting out. <laughs> Who's that, Oliver? Oh, <laughs> University yeah, of Houston. Oliver, the pastor. Uh, Houston, Houston, right? Yeah, he was a stud. Yeah. yeah. It's something to watch, then, Martin. Yeah. He's been on my radar for the last 30 seconds since I read that hey, super chat. Hey, Martin... This is back-to-back days where you've been over the top <laughs> on your inside delving into what's going on. So that's twice that, that Ochoa has dominated via the Super Chat. So congratulations. Okay, now I will say, this is in Ed Oliver's. Now I'm turning into brags here. Ed Oliver's Instagram story, there are three items in the story, Okay. There's him sacking Jared Goff. Next slide, Aaron Rodgers. Next slide, Kirk Cousins. Now, what if he's just playing the long game? He's yeah. going to get all 32. Right. Or what if, what if it, Justin's next? It could be that he didn't sack Justin Fields, so he doesn't have one to post. Well, probably that, too. I have no idea, but it is weird that it's all NFC North teams. I like this. This is what's so fun about the offseason are these little conspiracies. And then I completely buy into them. You know, like last week, the, and then I the have corner to go do the research. that went back to Philly. 
That didn't work out. So he had two and a half sacks last season. So were those all of his sacks? <laughs> that's probably what it was. Yeah. Was, those were all of his thinking. sacks from the yeah. NFC North. You ain't catching Justin. Sorry there, Oliver. Uh, um, Mark says he did have a sack. I checked. It, it, it's weird to hear you say the word He Oliver. does have a sack against... He did have a sack against the Bears. By the way, uh, if you want to see... Who are we talking about? What's his name? Oliver. Ed Ed Oliver. Oliver. Ed Oliver. If you want to see Ed Oliver somewhere, uh, the best way to do it is by buying your tickets for the Ed Oliver show on Game Time Tickets, uh, where you can download the app like 15 million people have done, and you could see Ed Oliver play football for somebody. Uh, Or you could go see the Bulls and the Sixers tonight and enjoy it like you, uh, this is, you know, we're we're trying to get to the, we're trying to get to the eight. We're climbing up. We got, we got eyes on you, Atlanta, 34 and 37, trying to get to 36 and 36. Game time tickets created by the fans for the fans. 15 million people have downloaded it. And yes, if you want to help us and help game time and support everything, you can buy your tickets through the link in the description. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Just that you're well, reading that, that ad with a death stare right at me is scary. Well, because... Uh, Every time we do Bears After Dark, you just, like, need every word of the Game Time Ticket app to be sent to you. And we've been doing this for a while. I'm never going to remember it. Maybe I will some, but not, I'm, gonna, I'm I mean, not going to say I, never. I, I, game Time is so in my heart that I don't, I don't need to read it. I know it. Oh, sorry. I, I, I live it. I, okay, I'm, good. I'm, I'm you are there. living it. And I, I go right to my phone, and I get my Game Time Ticket app going on here. And I can tell you that right now, uh, 53 bucks is your cheapest ticket to get in tonight. Um which is which is expensive, yeah. Um, but, but, so, Brad, if, if your whole scenario played out that you brought up earlier, mm-hmm. and then the following year Justin Fields played for a different team, would you be happy about it? Because that's really what if you're going to make a comp to Zach's Purdue. Zach's playing for Purdue next year. Okay, then the year after that, whatever freaking year, no, no. one cares what year Zach Eady is. <laughs> and then he technically has a COVID Zach, year he could use too. Zach okay, Eady, so leaving. he'll be there forever. <laughs> Let's hope so. Does he have two? He has two more years left. Technically, but he'll probably not stay. We'll see. Where is he going to play in like Turkey or something? You know what? I'm tired of this slander. I I think he's an NBA player. You know, like last year they laugh. They lose to St. Peter's, and they become the last. Never mind. In Sweet 16, stop losing the 14 and 16. They were the first 15 seed ever get to an Elite Eight. But nobody talks about the fact that St. Peter's beat Kentucky. Who? You know how many? You know how many five-star recruits Purdue has had in their program history? Who, who else One. Did, who else Kentucky did Kentucky has beat? seven five-star recruits every single year that just roll themselves over. Who else did Fairleigh Dickinson beat? When's the last time you guys were in the final They almost four? won in the second round of Florida Atlantic. You guys don't even give it to me about Northwest. Northwestern wins one game. They almost it, beat Florida Atlantic. So Northwestern had a better year than Purdue? No, they didn't. So Chris Collins should have been the head. No, he doesn't. Okay. And you think it's better to sucks. lose in the opening round? His round haircut than... sucks. He goes to a salon, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. He doesn't go to a barber like a grown man. He goes to a salon like Chris a Collins. nine-year-old boy. And his mommy <laughs> dropped him off at the salon to get his stupid haircut. Right, play the card. Play the card. First, play the card. First, of all, play the card. first of all, first of all, everything you just said there is is insane. Um, <laughs> I, I've been, I've gone, I've gone to a barber. I've gone to a salon. Yesterday, I was walking down the street out here, and and I did go to a salon, and I had an amazing experience. Uh, that was that was lovely. Third of all, just so, just so you know, Gladys Carmen, my my amazing mother, cut hair in the basement of my house growing up. So I don't know if you call that a barber shop or a salon. Like it was five bucks. And let me tell you something. Looks like you got a basement haircut. It looks like I got a basement haircut. 
I think your hair looks good. This is this is this is this is unacceptable, Lawrence. I mean, I could just hit quiet, cr- quiet, cram. Yeah. yeah, I'm waiting uh, okay. to show you. Gregory, yeah, we got Cubs coming up in All right. Cubs. Baseball season's underway. Uh, thanks for bearing oh, with us on the audio. I don't know. That was wild, and I'm glad I fixed it. Uh, so yeah, thanks uh, for calling us out in the chat. Yeah, that was, for that. Curry's awesome, man. That was a great. That was a great time. I it, loved it. Enjoyed talking to Curry Blasting Game. Uh, make sure you check out his podcast. Follow him on Twitter at Curry Blasting Game. And um, that was a fun show, guys. I appreciate it. I'm going to enjoy the rest of this day in this nice, comfortable new shirt I have. And um, Do you know the fight song for Fairleigh Dickinson? Maybe we can just I make know. it like... Do you know the their coach left already? Bear down. Yeah. Yeah. St. Peter's yeah. coach last year got a job yeah. immediately. Transfer and portal for coaches. Now Fairleigh Dickinson, he got the job at Iona. So we're, we're giving out D1 jobs. Yeah. You know, solid D1 jobs. You're just a generous <sighs> program is what you Don't are. worry. This is yeah. the year. This is the year of revenge. Oh. Revenge will be mine. All I know is I made three threes on Sunday, which means that if I was on Purdue, Purdue would still be playing. And all I know is that I played twelve minutes of rec league basketball off the bench and turned it over three times, and it was just like a boiler. How about that? <laughs> just like a boiler. Just like a boiler. Thanks, Not getting Crystal. it done when it matters. Brick. Bye. Brick. So many bricks. Bear down, so fairly UK. Usually the podcast will walk in the dog, which is Barney, the French bulldog. Keep it up, man. <laughs> so, hey, Barney, I saw Mark sent a picture of Barney to me. Dog looks amazing. Dog okay. loves the pod. Uh, Dog Barney, gets a walk. Barney could have been uh, on the uh, mailbag. I, that's a bad yeah. job then. No, don't send it to now. It's too don't late. Don't send it now? Okay. <laughs> All right. I, You've already screwed up the mailbag stuff. That's yeah, fine. well, that's the way That's the way we're. Sorry, Barney, but you, you look great out there, buddy, and thank you for listening <laughs> in the UK. Was that the last one? That's the last one. That All was right. the last one. I do have a few super chats if we want to get to them now, or if you had something else you wanted to hit up. No, no, let's yeah, get let's super chats All right. and end this show. Okay. Brandon, $5, says, you're all my favorites. Nick, Lawrence, Hogue, Carm, Braggs. Love the show, guys. Thanks for all the great content. Want you all to feel loved. Thank you so much. That's very nice. Love those comments. Yeah. Love is... Brandon's awesome. Every day we see you, brother. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, meanwhile, O-Rod the Mod threw us $2 to say, can we hide at Don Burr 2.0? He is a pain. Hashtag Detroit sucks. Honestly, O-Rod... Don Burr is a very loyal viewer, and I respect his opinion. And if you would like to uh, not listen to him, you can do that yourself with those little three dots in the uh, chat. But no, I will not be hiding him. But thank you for the super chat. Appreciate you. Also, people can individually hide commenters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's a good thing for people to actually know. Yeah. I would like to know if we... I think you should illuminate Don Burr and, and just let him the man. get under your skin. Obviously, we're not going to do this, though, but because... We don't have the time for this, but if anybody else would like to investigate, I'm sure there's some Don Burr receipts from the season in which he's talking smack about David Montgomery, and now he mm. loves him. Uh, no. That seems like something Hendricks would like to do. I feel like Hendricks is a guy that <laughs> likes to go back and Don all the time. for our chat. All right, turkey, turkey. Uh, and Tyrone, 499, Poles is playing Moneyball, and we want Paris Johnson, not Peter Skaronsky, please. Okay. There you go. Matt Gregory, hit me up on Twitter. We'll talk. Um, and anybody else who wants to chat, I'm available all day. I'll be doing a sidewalk show to myself for the rest of the day after we leave here. Uh, um, Total Anarchy wants to know if he could individually hide Carm. 
That's rude. That's a little <laughs> different. Uh, I don't know how Nick actually did that, that once. That. We could. Hey, what? Uh, you took me out of the show, didn't you? With that oh, yeah. The, with the pen, I erased you. Yeah. Yep. That was best up. Oh, yeah. Yep, I can do that. Here. We could maybe. That was fake. <laughs> that was a fake advertisement. This. Oh, Super Bowl. Okay. How's that? Is that better? Oh. Anarchy? Rude. New okay. release. I can also mute him. As in Carm's been well, released <laughs> too? from the show. Get this shirt here. Right. I don't feel good about this. Yeah. We'll right lose here. it. Okay. Great shirt. I miss Carm. Can you bring him back? Thank, thank you very thank much. You. Okay. All right. Um, that didn't translate well to the podcast. Uh, thank you for everybody <laughs> watching, listening today. Please rate and review the show if you are listening to the podcast. Hit that like button. Subscribe. Uh, diehards, allcshow.com slash diehard to become a diehard. And um, we have a special show tomorrow, uh, the real Kari Blasting Game is coming on the show tomorrow. Wow. How about that? The real Kari. That's right. He'll be right here with us at noon tomorrow. So make sure you are here and uh, ready to go. Should be a lot of fun. And... Um, Bragg's on the show tomorrow, Nick with the day off, and then Thursday, can't the release show. it right now, but Thursday, another big show, so be yeah. there. Yeah, we got a couple of big shows coming up the next two days, and uh, you're not going to want to miss them, so we will be back tomorrow at noon. We'll talk to you then.